Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Alongside Blake Tollison, I'm Chris Larson and got some interesting stuff happening uh, recently. Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour came to Minnesota. They had a tournament on Mille Lacs, um, but they ran into a little bit of trouble. You want to fill us in on that, Blake? Yeah, so basically they had two anglers in the tournament that fished with two rods. Um, the thing with MLF is I believe they allow two rods during certain periods of their event. Uh, so it's different than some of the other tours. Uh, and it's only allowed during certain periods. Um, but what they, they failed to look at was the Minnesota DNR regulations. And the fact that only one rod is allowed uh, during open water season in Minnesota. Yeah, so um, the way MLF works... It's very different than maybe what like a weekend tournament would work like where you go out and fish for the day and then everybody brings their fish in and then you kind of, you know, the guy with the most weight wins. It's it's almost like a like a basketball tournament in that you have elimination rounds and there's a lot of head-to-head style type fishing. So it is a different style of tournament that I think most people are used to. And they do have kind of these different type of regulations and rules, I guess, within their tournament structure to... It's a television event. I mean, that's what it is. A lot of your, you know, tournaments that are out there, you're going to send a hundred boats out there, and it's hard for, you know, it's hard to put a camera in each boat. Whereas the way this works out, it's a smaller field, um, it's elimination, so you get a lot of. It's really a TV event, and you know they mix up some rules to kind of make things more engaging for television, like you said. You know, one of their rules is that you can use two rods for certain periods. There's there's these kind of different little um, little things in there to try to mix things up. But again, you know, in the state of Minnesota, it is a one-rod state. And I think uh, there were some people who maybe failed to do their homework there. And it let a couple of anglers put them in a little bit of trouble getting citations. Um, yep. I think that's going to be one of those things. You know, I've been around a lot of tournament anglers. You've been around tournament anglers, and, you know, they've got sponsors. That's who's helping pay their bills. I mean, it's hard to make money. And MLF's a different game, but it's hard to make money um, just by the tournament itself. You know, you need people to back you, and they don't want their name associated with violations either. And it, it just kind of becomes a really messy thing, and it's something that, you know, these guys who are doing this for a living, they just can't have these things happen to them. So... Uh, it's a no. sticky situation that the league has gotten themselves in and has now put these two guys in. But I think it, it actually kind of leads us to a couple other questions about it. And, you know, with the one rod rule, you know, I think it makes it interesting to some point in that it makes it difficult, more difficult to fish. Um, but what, do you think tournaments, traveling tournaments like this, like the MLF, like like the Bass the Bass Pro Series, you think they look at Minnesota in a different light and they went, wait, wait a second, you know, go up there and, and only fish one rod? Yeah, well, obviously they didn't look into that. So that, that thought process didn't cross your mind, but I agree with you. Um, from a perspective of, of a tournament where they allow two rods, you think they would look at Minnesota and be like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that. 
um, <clears throat> simply because of that exact thing. Um, it's, it's a tough situation that those anglers are put into. Obviously, it's the responsibility of every fisherman to look into the regulations. But you would think that MLF as a whole would have, you know, they would have made that part of the rule. They wouldn't even have announced the, you know, the period where you can use two rods. That would have been a rule from the get-go for this specific tournament that, yeah, you can only use one rod for this entire tournament. So keep that in mind. Yeah, a real tough thing. And, you know, it just may be interesting to see how that progresses forward. And I know that, you know, if the DNR were to make exceptions for tournaments, that's not going to be very popular, you know. The, right. the people in the state are going to say, well, how come they get a different set of rules than I get? Which to me leads me to another question is, you know, and, and it's something that I hear people talk about a lot. And you get two rods in Minnesota during ice season, but is it time that Minnesota changes that rule and just goes to two rods all year round? And, you know, in Wisconsin, you and I live in Wisconsin, we get three rods. Um, so yep. we could be fishing those boundary waters. And if you're carrying a Minnesota license, you can only have one rod, but if you're carrying a Wisconsin license in the same piece of water, you can have three. And, you know, it's it's a state, I would say, that um, is probably one of the more strict when it comes to rods. I don't, I don't, well, obviously you can't be more strict than one rod. So do you right. think that that's something that, that maybe they should look at changing? Um, I don't think it's something they necessarily have to change, but I wouldn't have a problem if they did change it. Um, when you, like you said, when you look at other states, you look at all of the neighboring states around Minnesota, I believe every single one allows more than one rod in the summertime. I mean, Wisconsin's three, the Dakotas, you know, this is the Wild West. I think it's like, it seems like 4 million you can have out there. It don't really matter. But um, Iowa, I think, is more than one as well. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Minnesota's just behind the times. Maybe they, I, I wouldn't have a problem if they, changed it to two rods in the summer. I do think three or more is a little excessive. I mean, living in Wisconsin, lived in Minnesota before, two is manageable. Three, I don't know how a person, a single person can manage three rods, especially during the open water season. Ice fishing is a little different with set lines, but I don't see a problem with two. Yeah, I would say about the only way one person can be able to manage three lines is, you know, if they're, you know, shore fishing and maybe they've got three rods out or if you're trolling, you know, you, yes. you put three rods out, really be about the only case that you'd fish with three. But, yep. uh, you know, I, it was funny. I ran into some folks from Maine this past weekend, and uh, they were telling me about their ice fishing, and, and they get 10 lines. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they fish all tip-ups. They set, they set out 10, 10 uh, they call them traps out east, 10 traps. And yep. uh, that, that's how they fish. So it's just, just interesting how everyone else does things and you know i see it all the time where somebody will say hey i've been doing this and somebody goes well that's not the way they do it in my state well every state is different and every you know everyone kind of grows up in a different tradition and a different way and um yep. changing things is really difficult because there are you know you said hey i think two would be fair but there's going to be other people that are going to say no you know one is what we want and we got a heritage to protect and we don't want people out over harvesting because they have too many lines out. Um, yeah. In my opinion, bag limits do that for you, but uh, yep. it certainly can be more efficient, especially if you're trolling to have two lines out compared to one. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely advantages to having more than one rod in the water. Um, but like you said, there's bag limits for a reason. Uh, just because you can have 10 lines doesn't mean you can keep 
10 times the fish, you're, you're basically, you're forced to keep whatever the limit allows. Uh, there, but there are situations. Trolling is a very, very good example of a situation where you can dial something in much quicker if you're given two rods versus one. Yeah. And again, you know, that may lead to more days where you come off the water skunked. Whereas if you, if you have two or three lines, like you said, you kind of figure out the pattern and, and that, and mm -hmm. that would add more pressure to the fishery, uh, just more harvest because people will be able to figure things out a little quicker, having more than one line. It's tough to, yeah. tough to set it in a pattern when you're trolling with one line. Very tough. Yeah. I, if I lived in Minnesota, I would have a hard time trolling if I wasn't with another person. Right. One, one, it's very boring. And two, it would be rather difficult at times to, to get a pattern going. Yeah. Trolling's a lot like goose hunting. You want to get as many people as you can because it's a <laughs> lot of work just to go out and shoot just one limit of, of geese. So if you can get yeah. four or five, six guys out there or gals out there hunting with you, uh, it makes all that work a little bit, a little bit more worth it. Uh, let's talk about our second topic today. And that's organization. Uh, we're getting into that fall fishing season right now and, and really getting ready for ice. And I was cleaning out my garage a few weeks ago and ran into my tackle bag for what I use for ice fishing. And, of course, I look in there and it, it's kind of a mess because of what was left over. <laughs> and at the end of the season, I just kind of threw everything back in the tackle bag and there it still sits. So it's a good time of year to start kind of working on that and, and getting everything ready. And I know you got a, a few tips to talk about today, Blood. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're thinking about open water as a whole, there's a lot more things that come into play. But, we'll, you know, for the purposes of this, we'll talk strictly ice and kind of what makes sense from an ice perspective uh, with organization. Uh, for me, one of the biggest things is kind of finding the right box. So there's different lures that you use. Um, obviously, with ice fishing, you, you're carrying everything with you, either on your person, um, in a small tackle bag, maybe on an ATV or snowmobile. So you're, you're a lot more limited on what you can carry with you uh, versus when you're fishing out of a boat. Uh, and most boats have lots of storage. You can put tackle boxes wherever you need to. But when you're carrying everything on your purse and you want to look at boxes that, that really fit your needs. So do they fit the lure as well? Um, do, they, do they hold them in place? Um, <clears throat> another thing is, you know, if you're worried about specifically carrying them with you, make sure they fit in a pocket. Um, <clears throat> Overall, I carry a small tackle bag. And then what I do is I label those individual boxes inside of there. So a piece of masking tape or electrical tape works just fine. Uh, I invested the 20 bucks into a label maker and I can print out nice little labels so that when I look in that tackle box, um, I don't have to look at every single box. I can literally look down and see, there's my three millimeter tungsten jigs, pull that box out, put it in my pocket, good to go. Um, plastics. That's a difficult one. Uh, there's a million different ways to organize plastics. And really there isn't a great, great option. Uh, what I've done is I bought simply a, like an open water uh, plastic organizer and I put all the individual packs into there. A lot of times with ice plastics, you pull them out of their bags, they dry out, um, you, you know, accidentally mix them with a different color. They're gonna bleed onto each other and then you got two plastics that aren't what they were, were supposed to be. Yeah, we call that a custom lure, Blake. <laughs> yeah, I don't like those kind of custom lures that much. When I when I reach for a white plastic, I want it to make sure it's still white. So, yeah, the other the other thing that I always find becomes a mess. Well, there's two things. One's tip ups, and yep. I went to the uh, firehouse tip ups a few years ago, 
And it, it's really changed the game for me for tip-ups. There's no more tangles. There's no more hooks getting caught into things. Everything is self-contained. You get to where you're going, you pop it open, you drop your line down, you're, you're fishing 30 seconds later. There's no yeah. untangling things. Um, but I would say the other thing that seems to get tangled up quite a bit are rods. Uh, you've always got, got problems with rods, it seems like, when you pull them out. Yes, there is. There's no denying that. Um, there's options out there that are good. You know, there's certain tackle bags that provide individual tubes. Um, the downfall to some of those bags, not all of them, um, is that the rods don't always stay in place. You might break tips off. There's some some newer options in the market that work really, really well that have those built-in tubes. Um, I simply use like an AR, like an assault rifle case. And basically you can customize the, the inserts in there to fit whatever you need. Um, another thing with rods, only bring what you need. It's not always an easy task, especially for a fisherman. Somebody like myself, I tend to bring way more stuff than I need to. But I always try to leave at least some stuff at home, especially rods. I don't need to bring 15 rods with every time I go. If I'm fishing panfish, I'm going to bring probably four to six panfish rods based on the area, you know, specific bites, specific lures I'm going to fish. Um, you know, another tip when it comes to rods, if you have a lot of rods, get more than one tackle or uh, rod bag. I keep like my walleye stuff separate from my panfish stuff. I know when I'm going walleye fishing, I'm only bringing that walleye stuff with. You know, when I'm going pan fishing, I'm only bringing that panfish stuff with. So good stuff. Be prepared. Now's a good time to start getting through, uh, checking out the tackle, what you've got, what you don't have. It's a good time to organize all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's getting to be that point, uh, get through those rods, get everything straightened out, new line, make sure the reels are all in good shape. And uh, we're counting down the days. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. It's uh, hard to believe that it's come that quickly. Yeah, for sure. Shows are coming up. Uh, we've got some shows on the schedule. It's uh, it's crazy. But, uh, it just want to thank, thank everybody for watching. Thank everybody for listening. We will talk to you next time. For Blake Tollison, I'm Chris Larson. Good luck out there. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.